Hello, and welcome to Textual Tension. Every other week, I, Rachel, pop on in here and uh, give you guys all those little newsy updates and stuff. We actually don't have too many this week, except big announcement. Maybe you saw the number. This is episode 68. You know what comes after 68? That's right, it's the sex number. So, uh, we have some really big plans for episode 69, uh, nice, and we're really excited to share them with you. So, uh, stay tuned, you know, two weeks from now we have a really special episode, but that we also have some extra stuff that's going to be coming out over on our Patreon. So, if you want to get access to all of the cool stuff that's going to be coming out for episode 69 nice, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash textual attention and uh, check that out. It's going to be a blast. We're really looking forward to it. And Margie and I actually planned something. And I'm really proud of us for that. <laughs> Not our strong suit. Um, yeah, so head on over there. Check that out. There's all sorts of other really cool uh, uh, extra content and stuff over there that you can also check out. And uh, hit us up on our social because we're going to be dropping hints about it for the next little while. So all of our social is at Textual Tension Pod across all of the Twitstagrams uh, and Facebops and stuff. <laughs> So you can head on over and check that out. Um, we're going to be dropping hints. We're going to have more information about this episode, which is a very good one. And we were just absolutely crazy during this one. So <laughs> it was a blast. Um, and uh, yeah, come come have a chat with us and maybe come on over to our Discord as well. There is a link to that on our Instagram page and uh, you can pop over and join. We talk about books. We talk about yacht violence. We we talk about all sorts of fun, random questions, just all kinds of stuff. So head on over. Oh, we also post all of the pictures of our pets, everyone's pets. It's magical. Do it for that. Join for the pets. Um, let's see. Wow, we really don't have all that much to talk about this week, and that's really great. Sometimes it's nice to have a chill day. So, uh, hey, how about some of that romance novel wisdom if you've stuck with me this far? They say money can't buy happiness. But all of those rich, single romance novel heroes sure look like they're doing all right for themselves. <laughs> if you heard a noise, that was Bitsy's butt hitting the microphone, so mm -hmm. thanks, co-host Bitsy. Uh, all right, <laughs> we lost this one. So hey, without further ado, here is episode 68, Chronic Wet Disease. From the inside out so I can see myself from the inside. Hello, and welcome to Textual Tension, a love-hate relationship with romance novels. I am your co-host, Margie. And I'm your co-host, Rachel. Every other week, one of us reads and summarizes a romance novel for the other unsuspecting co-host. This week, that co-host is Rachel. It's me! It's you, though! It's me, though! It, it you do and together we unpack what, what the, the fuck, fuck just happened. happened do you like my little I like did. orchestra fingers it. i was, it was good do, 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 do. um so listeners i'm just gonna warn you i i had a i had a day you at work day. i had a day that's okay we're gonna we're gonna do some healing romance yes. noveling and this book is not horrible it is a ride it is certainly a ride. Oh, is it a spot the um, plot? Yeah. All right. Hit me with so, this, man. I've already hit you with the with the book. I, you have. Is there a story as to how you got it, or is it just a? Sometimes um, there's a it story. It was on my bookshelf. I think a friend gave it to me. I don't remember who. I'm sorry. 
Oh. It might have been my brother. Oh. I don't remember. From oh, like forever boy. ago. This feels yeah. like a good, I'm not going to say clap. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So there's, this looks like, I'm not going to say it's a, a classic uh, uh, textual tension so, because it doesn't involve like Atlantis or some crazy yeah. shit like that, but it is like a, a solid, like, okay. We have accidentally yours with by susan mallory whose name is not only much larger than the title but also in the center of the book and the title is underneath it i also want to fire the person who created that font i really hate it it's like the accidentally yours where one is pretend cursive yeah yeah so i'd also like to to have a discussion with the uh graphic designer who put a bright orange background yep. with a woman and a dude uh, back to back with their faces facing, like turned to face the camera, um, cut off from the nose up yeah. naturally, because we have to protect these, uh, these models anonymity. Mm-hmm. Um, she is wearing a like fuchsia dress against a bright orange background, yeah. which is yeah. horrible. Yeah. So it's so visually pleasing. Yeah. And he's in a suit with what looks like a cravat. He's got a (laughs) massive neck piece on. Um, And she has like a cocktail olive on a stick, which I have to assume is a euphemism for his balls. Oh, I thought Um, it was a lollipop. No, dude, that's an olive. Oh, it is an olive. You're right. Mallory's prose is luscious and provocative. Um, Not about this book. It's about her other book, Sizzling. Also, Margie... I accidentally clicked on the audiobook, and I don't know if you've looked <laughs> on at, at any of the other covers for this. No. Can I just say that the audiobook cover is a dude that looks nothing like the dude in the other one, as in not even the same hair color, like different skin tone, everything's different. Uh, laying in a bed, looking like he's like getting up because he heard someone break into his house. Um very different vibe without a shirt on but he is wearing tidy whities <laughs> such a different vibe <laughs> much much different oh god okay and neither of these are really all of all that accurate good good yeah all right yeah. let's yeah let's let's hit that description yeah wanted <laughs> single mom seeks billionaire's pocketbook to fund dying son's research cure <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> we'll seduce if necessary. Blackmail is not out of the question. Miracles welcome. Oh, sweet Jesus. Cynical billionaire seeks working mom with a heart of gold for PR campaign to improve his standing in the community. Must be willing to attend social events. Anyone looking for love need not apply. It seems like the perfect match until the unthinkable happens. What? They fall in love and it becomes more of a perfect match? Okay. It's the and then they become accidentally yours. Mine? I don't want them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and here's my first critique of the book. There are going to be many. But my first critique is there's nothing accidental that happens in this book. Everything is very pushed and planned. So I find it interesting that last episode involved a single father. And in this case, it involves a single mother. (laughs) There are so many more books about single moms than single dads. Oh, that's like so true. So, so many. True. Yeah, so many books about single moms out and there. would you call Cassio a dad? Mm, yeah. So, no. Mm. He is a person who is a father. He is not a father figure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Are they going to cure cancer in this book? They are not going to. We'll get into that. They oh. do not cure cancer. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. now I'm afraid for the next part, which is the triggers. Is there any child yeah. death, Margie? Oh, so many. So much. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's child death. Uh, so the triggers are murder, suicide, child illness, child death, suicide, ideation, and gun violence. <laughs> oh, the look on your face. I will take things I wasn't expecting, <laughs> expecting. for 500, please, Alex. <laughs> wow, I would not have put any of those. Okay, like one or two of those on this list. Yep. Not. Oh, yep. God. Yep. Gun yep. violence. Yep. Yep. It's okay. Yep. 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 You ready for it? Uh, sure. Color. Yeah. Color okay. me surprised. <laughs> so we've got our leads. Carrie Sullivan, who is a young single mom. Um, her husband died, I think, in Afghanistan. Oh, this good. book was written in 2008. So OK. Yeah. Primo um, and, Afghanistan time. And literally her husband died. She got super, super, super depressed nearly killed herself and then found out like the next day after she didn't kill herself that she was pregnant. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Yep. I know. I In know, fact, but I'll say that's not cause right. Not the greatest mental headspace for that to happen in, but okay. Well, so she is a fantastic mom. She loves her son, Cody to death, um, would literally do anything for him, which is a good thing because he is now nine years old. And uh, he was he's now been diagnosed with this disease called Gillier's disease, which is super painful and super fatal. Uh, And those are the only two descriptions that we really get from the book. Oh, and it supposedly makes you like super physically weak. Not just your regular fatal. Yeah, super super fatal. fatal. So I actually texted my friend who he's training to be a physician's assistant. And then my cousin who Uh, he (laughs) is um, becoming a doctor and neither of them had really heard of this disease. It doesn't truly exist from the Googling that I did. Um, It could it could be related or in reference to another disease called Gilbert's disease. Could it be Guillain-Barre or Guillain-Barre? That would be my guess. Yeah, that's Guillain what my Beret other friend is... said is Guillaume Beret. But like yeah. even then it wasn't an exact thing. So but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um Carrie it has blonde hair, blue eyes, totally drop dead gorgeous. Natch. Natch. Uh then we got Nathan King. He's rich, tall, dark, and handsome, rich with curly dark hair. I think he has blue eyes and he's rich. Uh, <laughs> Is he rich? <laughs> he's rich. Is it cold? He has the reputation of having a heart as cold as ice and he's rich. Oh, okay. Did I mention um, that he's rich? <laughs> so interesting note, dude on the front cover is not tall, dark, and handsome. No. In fact, he is hella like Light, white, blonde, blonde, and... I don't think he... Well, I should say... I think he is described as tall, dark, and handsome though. I know he's definitely described as tall with dark hair. Okay. And blue eyes. All right. Huh. Interesting. Yep. All right. So we open to The Grill, which is a restaurant in Seattle where Carrie is working as a waitress. It's only her third day on the job, and she's absolutely awful at it. She really actually only came here for one purpose, which is to stalk Nathan King. Okay, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I have a question, real quick. When yes, you say yes. young, how young is she? 
Like early she's 20s? Late, late 20s. Late 20s. Okay. Yeah. Late 20s. And I think he's like early to mid 30s. Okay. Yeah. So Nathan King arrives at the grill and Carrie takes his takes his table <laughs> where she plops a mini DVD player down in front of Nathan. <laughs> which plays a DVD about a research study being done on Gillier's disease by a Dr. Abram Wallace. Are you still there? There I'm still here. I'm just thinking, ah, yes. Welcome to the restaurant restaurant (laughs) where we serve the best restaurant food. Food can food. (laughs) It's like, it's like chai tea. Right. Chai tea. Tea tea twice. (laughs) It's what white people call tea twice. Yes. The grill. Oh, so good. All right, but she plops down this DVD player in front of him, starts playing the DVD, and uh, it's about this cure for Gilliard's disease that was being developed by Dr. Abram Wallace. Uh, the research study was the only chance of killing or curing, curing, not killing Gilliard's disease, and the lab where the research was being du- conducted exploded recently. <laughs> What is wrong with this woman? Do you ever just sit and think, maybe it's you? (laughs) It's not her fault the lab exploded. I know, but like, there is a difference between interesting things happening in a person's life in a book to like, you know, progress the story. And well, so her husband died and then she got (laughs) pregnant uh, after she almost killed herself and then her kid <laughs> turns out to have this horrible disease and then the lab exploded. Okay, that escalated quickly. Well, and it's it's worse because like she moved to this particular really small town outside of Seattle just to get him care at this lab, her son care at this lab. Oh. And then the lab exploded. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. This is actually terrible and I know shit like this happens to real people and it's awful. <laughs> but... In but. this particular instance. So, oh, God. yeah, I know. So Carrie, so Carrie's basically begging Nathan King to fund the project. And she's like, I want you to do this for $15 million. Remember, they're in a restaurant. She just plopped a DVD down and player down in front of him and is now asking him for $15 million. Margie, that's how you're going to get your first husband, right? <laughs> You aren't even going to work at the restaurant restaurant. You're just going to show up. You better work, bitch. <laughs> Give me 15 million. Give me 15 million. For my son. You don't have a son. I have a child. Holds up Athena. <laughs> She's Fair chronically shades. wet. <laughs> Chronic wet disease. <laughs> it's life threatening. God. She's going she to drown. Dr- she could drown at any moment. <laughs> We're just waiting for the day. How have neither of... This is getting weird, y'all. Neither of us have been drinking, I swear. No, which is crazy. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, but Carrie does have a strong reason to believe that Nathan would do this. She didn't just pick... She picked this specific billionaire for a reason. You know? Yeah. Um... And it's because Nathan's own son died of Gilliard's disease six years earlier. Yeah. became a shitty waitress at the restaurant <laughs> bar grill yeah. 
Applebee's a DVD in front of a billionaire <laughs> who guarantees six years isn't long enough for him to get over the loss of his child no. at dinner. <laughs> in front of other people, too. Crazy lady made me relive my son's death. One star. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Christ but, you know, you know, shocker, it doesn't work. No. Nathan is furious. And Carrie's quote unquote boss, because she's only been at this job for three days, kicks her out of the restaurant. And when Carrie sees Nathan walk out of the restaurant, she gives it one last ask. She's like, why won't you do this? Just give the money. Bitch, like, I don't know you. Right. And Nathan responds, my son is dead. So why should I care about yours? That is not what a normal human would respond with, but okay. None of this is what a normal human would do. No. No, none of it. This is this is on Earth 2. Yeah, this is on separate E-R-th. universe. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yarth. Yarth. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that is H. like a deep cut. Yeah, it is. What did it called? Yarth. Yarth. All right, so Carrie, bitches. that was in the Seattle area. Carrie returns home to Songwood, um, where I'm just how far sure. away from Seattle is Songwood? I think it's not far, but I don't know. I, mean, I think it's she can drive to and from pretty easily, so I'm assuming under an hour. Most unrealistic thing about this entire book is she has been a waitress for three days and can afford that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but she does have a she does have another job. Job. She uh. just moved. Yeah. Okay. So this town is also really sad, though, just as a side note, because like the research study that was being done there was a lot of like, that's where a lot of the economic prosperity for this town was coming from. And so a lot of people moved out, a lot of stores closed down, and it's just a very sad town now. Y'all, um, I cope with depressing, awful shit through humor. So strap the fuck in for the next little bit. <laughs> Because what the fuck? Yeah, what's happening, right? Um, Jesus so Christ. Carrie is disappointed by what happened, but she's determined. She's not giving up. She goes to like see her friend, Linda, and Linda actually worked with Dr. Wallace at the Research Institute. So she, Linda and Carrie have been friends for a while. And her Linda gives Carrie actually some really great, great advice. Lie. Just straight up lie to the press and tell them that King agreed to give the $15 million for research for Gillier's disease. I have a couple questions. Yeah. One, what is going to make the press believe her? She is she had she, she had letterhead from his office. Oh, so she's an extra special level of crazy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Two, and this is actually something kind of interesting. I do find the... No is please means please convince me thing flipped a little bit with her him saying no albeit I don't think that was the author's intention however right. <laughs> it is interesting to see that yeah yeah true um so she does that she goes to the press and she has like a letterhead from his company saying like I'm gonna donate 15 million dollars for this research and this is a bad for king because king kind of needs good press right now because he is working on a huge housing development for the one percent that was going to be built somewhere around seattle like on like yeah 
and he needs good press in order to get the building permits and keep the community happy with him enough to allow him to build these big ass towers. Well, and he needs that because he's probably um, uprooting several Native American indigenous American yeah. uh, burial grounds in right. order to do it and also yeah. probably has to make a couple puppy sacrifices in order to really get that foundation well, solid also there there's an environmentalist group that's already against him like doesn't want him to build these towers and uh and even his own say. sister is against him and doesn't want him to build these towers if this book does not end with him not building those towers I'm gonna freak <laughs> I'm gonna freak. <laughs> so King sees the article in the newspaper like a couple mornings later and he's like, God damn it. Like, and he calls his attorney and is like, hey, I'm being blackmailed, but don't worry. I'm gonna go down to Songwood and talk to this woman myself and get her to stop. That's a great idea. Yeah. Also, the fact that he did not immediately get a restraining order is right. And right. that the press right. did not confirm this means that, well, okay, I'm not really that surprised about that one, but still. Yeah. So he goes to Carrie's real workplace, which is called the hair barn, where she's a hairdresser <laughs> slash stylist. Again, how can she afford this? <laughs> she lives in a really, 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 really cheap place, apparently. Okay, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. So he's like, I need a word with you. And she's like, I'm not taking a break for you. So sit and get your hair cut. Your hair is atrocious anyway. <laughs> Okay, that in in this one instance, that's hysterical. Yes. So he sits, she cuts his hair, and they talk. He threatens legal action, to which she responds, Oh, right, throw a dying kid's mother in jail in a town that you supposedly just promised to save with the research money. See how many friends that makes you. Oh, she's a bitch, and I like her for and this she's, thing. Yeah, she's very candid. Um, she's also like, I know how much money you have. You're a billionaire, so just write the damn check and be done with this and be done with me and move on with your life. Like, just be over it. Okay, eat the rich. This is fine. Yeah, and he responds, <laughs> like, he's like, and he's like, you don't care what happens to me as long as you get your money. And she whips his chair around so that he's facing her, and she's like, I have a dying son. I am a feral mother. Test me. Okay. You know what? At first I wasn't on board. She's brought me around. She's, I know. I like so, her a lot now. <laughs> he does agree, but there's a stipulation. So he's like, all right, you're going to use me for money. Then I'm going to use you. I get interviews I get good press from you. I get pictures from you. You show up at events. You make me look good. And okay. you make me look like a goddamn saint. And she's like, you know what? Fine. Done. Easy. Hell, I'll even sleep with you if you want. And she honestly says that. And he's like, mm, I might take you up on that. That. Okay. Yeah, I know. Drew the line at that one. Right. I know. Could have left that, that out. That was just very. It and seems we'll get into for. it. We'll get into it. It's a little. The romance feels a little forced sometimes mm -hmm. because of interactions like that yeah so, that's not very natural not that some of this book has been natural. right exactly ER. so <laughs> so carrie actually takes money nathan i meant nathan why did i say money why did i call him money uh back to <laughs> margie is he rich <laughs> is this a cult does he ride bulls for a living? <laughs> I think he's a 
Oh my god, he's a billionaire he's cult leader bull rider. rider. Holy shit. shit. Uh, are we man. building the ideal that's, man right that's, now? That's, that's, those are my only criteria on Tinder. I don't understand why this is so goddamn hard. <laughs> billionaire, Must be all three. Billionaire, bull rider, and what did we say? Cult leader, so cult that he leader. can make you a god. Well, if you're a billionaire, you're already kind of a leader of a cult. That is fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, <laughs> Carrie brings Nathan back to her place just to, like, firm up the requirements. hey And... Uh-huh, yeah. Their exchange at her place is more of kind of the same with her, where she just does not give a shit that he has money, that he's this big cheese. And um, she also Girl. does not give a shit that she manipulated him into giving $15 million to the study. Eat the rich. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so there, her chat with him is and he's like you're not like like it's fine that you're not but you're not like like coddling me like people normally do and she's like yeah find it refreshing i just want your money i don't care i about don't care you. yeah literally she's <laughs> like i don't care about you and he's like this is so uh, refreshing this book would be so much better if just like there wasn't a romance and that was it. It was just her like, nope. And then she <laughs> saves her child, which probably isn't going to happen. Uh, So he's like, okay, listen, we've firmed up to details here at your apartment, but I'm going to need you to come into the office and like sign paperwork so that we can like make this official because. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Get a contract. Get going. a contract. Sure. So they, <laughs> they, um, and so it's, awesome because so she comes into the meeting and she's actually like hey um yeah i have demands for you and he's like what do you mean i'm giving you 15 million dollars and she's like oh no i need more stuff (laughs) (laughs) and so he she needs him to and i'm gonna get into the context of this but this is the Uh quote unquote she needs him to make her fly so she has come up with this routine since her son was diagnosed when he was around five or six, where she came up with this wonder mom thing where she acts like that she can do all these like feats of super strength and stuff to kind of lift his spirits and keep him like positive. Oh, that hurts my heart. Yeah. And so like she's done things like she pretended she lifted a car and she's like saved a cat out of a tree. And she's like, now I want to fly. Like I want him to see me fly. Like, I want to try to keep his spirits oh. up. Yeah. Oh, that, that yeah. hurts my heart a yeah. lot, actually. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I want you to make me fly. Um, then she gets him to agree to donate to Songwood some new baseball uniform uniforms and some sort of, like, Thanksgiving event donation. And I mean, he's going to have a real good press from this. Right, so, right. Like- and Nathan is, like, taken aback. He's like, she's not asking for anything for herself. And, but he agrees. He's like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Um, so Nathan, at the end of that meeting, escorts Carrie out of the office. And his head is still kind of buzzing with, oh, my God, who the hell is this woman who just came the fuck out of nowhere and upended my life? How did she do a this? Stalker. She, she's a stalker. Yeah, she's a stalker. <laughs> um, she's a hairdresser. Like, how did she do this? And there's this dichotomy between them that's kind of cute where he's like he gets justifiably annoyed with her because he's like you're you're like a little fly buzzing on the wall and you're driving me crazy and she's like listen i am impervious to your bullshit i don't care if you get mad at me all i want you're doing what i want you're saving my son so get mad at me all you want Mm -hmm. so this is where the relationship sort of quote unquote jumped for me 
He kisses her oh. in the elevator. Yeah. Just feels like... I get Unwarranted. it. Unwarranted. Yeah, well, it's... Okay, so I get it. It's a romance novel. There's going to be steamy moments. That's fine. But there wasn't really any flirting back and forth before that. No. Like, it was just him sort of flirting with her and her just being like, all right, cool, Fuck give you. me the $15 million. So there's no indication... That she is that she wants it, and yeah. he just does it. Yeah, and then does they she have slap this... him? No. She likes it. it. She enjoys it. Um, but then he has this really... They have this really blatant, weird conversation where he's like, so is sex on the table? Is sex part of our deal? And she's like, well, if you want it to be, I mean, if it's going to be like a stipulation for you, sure. And he's like, well, I'm not interested in you anyway. But she's like, well, why are you asking? Like, it's very strange. I don't like that. Yeah, it's really strange. And Yeah. But after this, and I can't remember how long after, it's not that long, maybe a few days, they go to their first event together, and actually Cody, her son, comes with them, you know, to really Mm -hmm. firm in that uh, sick child and helping out the mother thing. The Gerber baby for sick children. Yes, exactly. That Um, was dark even for me. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) Uh, but unfortunately, uh, there's trouble on the horizon. So you see, no you, one. <laughs> you mean this entire relationship isn't built on a foundation of sand? Oh my god! Oh no, god. we're not talking about the relationship. Silly, oh. Rachel. The relationship oh. is fine. Come on, more explosions! Come on, more explosions! There are no more explosions! Damn it! Yeah, son of a bitch. I I would like to briefly mention, in case anyone's wondering, um. Donating $15 million to something and then magically a cure is found is not normally how things yeah, happen. Yeah, it's not how that happens. COVID vaccines happened that way because it was a lot more than $15 million yep. that got thrown at it. Yep, yep, yep. So if you think that like... Still took a year. Yeah, you think that... <laughs> and also they would probably come up with something like diabetes where it's like, oh, you have to take this medication every day and it costs a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it costs money to live. How dare you want to live? But like I said, there's trouble on the horizon. Ah. You see, no one asked Dr. Wallace whether he even wanted to pick up the research again. And unfortunately, he's going through his emo phase after the explosion at the lab. Did he cause the explosion? No. Damn it. Uh, It was actually just a faulty electric, um, but he blames himself for it. And it did kill, I think, at least five people, that explosion. So... And he tells, so his assistant, Linda, who's friends with Carrie again, is like, oh, my God, the money came in. This is so exciting. This is awesome. You're going to be able to cure all of these children. And he's like, yeah, I'm giving I'm giving it back. I'm not doing it. And because he's too sad. (laughs) What the fuck (laughs) is this book? (laughs) What is happening? This dude. Okay, first of all, not only is it going to take a long time to actually develop the fucking cure, if there is one, but also you have to rebuild the facility, get all the stuff that you lost back. People staff. died for this. Get and then also, staff back. the guy is like, hey, here, researcher, have this giant gift of money to save all these kids' life. And he's like, nah, didn't work out last time. I'm so, and at a loss. He tells Linda, this book is all about strong women, like, uh, like slapping the shit out of bitchy men because oh, good I do like that. Linda that is nice. his assistant is pissed she's like good girl oh you're gonna wallow in self-pity when children are dying 
you are close to a cure. You could fix this and you won't because you're sad. <laughs> and he's Ew. like, it's not just that. She's like, it is just that, you little bitch. Get your shit together. So they have been like Chad. very, they have been not like romantically involved, but they've just been really long friends and colleagues forever and ever and ever. And she's always had his back. And he, she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I'm Fuck leaving this you. Shit, I'm out. I'm, I'm Hell leaving yeah. you. I always believed in you. But if you're just going to give up on yourself and on this, then I'm out. And go girl. And she also, though, goes into this little speech of God gave you this gift and you're just going to give it up, which mm, we'll get into okay. that. Yeah, Less there's okay more of that to come. Is, um, this, a, is this a Christian romance? Yes, it is. But there's sex. Um, so it's a dirty Christian. There's just a lot of like inferencing okay. faith and God. And if I do this, then God will let things be okay kind of thing. And that's oh. not really how I don't think God works. But yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, whatever you believe, that's fine. Yeah, that's I just fair. don't think that that's like I find it personally no. weird. So it feels very if you pray hard enough, it'll be fixed. Yes, exactly. Which There's is a not lot true. of that. Yes. Um, and so Linda goes to Carrie that night and is like, listen, I don't know how to convince him. I don't know what to do. I thought he was going to wake up and just be happy that the money was here, but he's not going for it. He's not doing it. So then Carrie goes to see Dr. Wallace with her son and is like, oh. you could fix him. You could fix this. You could save my son. Please do this. And Wallace is like, I'm sorry, but I'm too sad. Okay. Again, lady. <laughs> It's not just a here's the magic money fairy who says that all of this works now. She is. <laughs> listen, I think that she just embodies feral motherhood. Like, I am all for feral motherhood, but like. Well, there's a crazy side to feral motherhood. There's yeah, definitely there's, a crazy side to feral motherhood. There's mama bear. Yeah. And then there's mama bear that just huffed a bunch of cocaine. It's yeah. The difference. Yeah, right. Exactly. So and he's like, but I just love that. I'm sorry, but I'm too sad. I'm sorry, I'm too sad. sad. Can I use that as an everyday excuse? Yes, absolutely. I don't have depression. <laughs> Marty, you do. Do I you do. give me you give me permission? Yes, but not every yes. day. Only no, on special occasions. Day. Only when I'm really sad, like when my lab explodes. Yes, exactly. And you can't find a cure for diabetes. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> so Nathan gets a call from Linda. And Linda tells Nathan, look, thank you so much, but something happened. We're not going to, we're no longer going to be able to take that money. And Nathan gets really concerned. So he calls Carrie at work and is told she called in sick for the first time. He then calls her at home and she doesn't answer her phone. So he's like, and Cody doesn't answer the phone. And he's like, what is happening? This is really weird. So, and because uh -oh. it's a romance novel, he shows up at her house. He has been there once before, so at least he knows. He where knows. He is. Yes, that's a good point. That's a good point. There is a but part still. though at the beginning of the book where it's like when before he writes up the contract, he's like, "Oh no, I had, I did, I did some digging on you before before I agreed to do this." So because she has been literally, literally stalking, stalking him, him, I'm I'm okay with more that. okay with all it, about yeah. equality, feminism, yeah, that's true. equal that's equal true. parts, yeah. Equal so on both sides. He goes, everyone gets an opportunity to stalk everyone. <laughs> equal stalking. Equal opportunity. Equal stalking. Equal opportunity stalking. Yes. Yeah. In this house, we are equal oh. opportunity for stalking. <laughs> uh, so Nathan goes to her door and she knocks. She opens 
And he's like, holy shit, you look like hell. What the fuck happened? And she's like, Aww. yeah, I finally had a breakdown. It finally happened. And she explains what happened with Wallace and money. I mean, God damn it, Nathan. Nathan. God. Nathan, <sighs> right, right. Why do I keep calling him money? No, but it might be, I, th- I think it might be it as a middle name. And, you know, some people go by their middle name. Yeah, that's so true. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Dollary dues. So dollary dues. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy dollary dues. Uh, so money springs into action and is like, I will fix this. Don't worry, as money does. In the meantime, food, booze, and maybe a real strong hug. <laughs> okay. Yep. One, you just referring to him as money throughout that entire thing. Yep. Was amazing yep, yep. because it made sense. Yep. It didn't have to be a right. name. It could just be money. And just... two, is he going to hug her with his penis? He's not going to hug her with his penis. Ah, it's actually a it. normal hug where he's like, listen, Aww. I'm going to help you. I'm going to, we're going to figure this out. We're going to take care of this. It, it's going to be okay. And she's like, okay. I don't believe you, but it's nice to hear somebody say that to me. Because she's okay. always the strong one, like for Cody. She's always yeah. like, and her personal belief of, I have to, believe so hard because otherwise i will lose cody cody will die right like she has this personal internal strength that is based off of that and they literally don't describe this disease outside of no nah, dude trust me it's super deadly yeah i have this girlfriend she lives in canada <laughs> <laughs> and it uh and it has to do with enzymes but that's all i got okay. <laughs> enzymes. all right so uh he has delivery brought delivery groceries brought to her house he has delivery booze brought to her house this is before doordash and uh grubhub That's and true. all of that so you know the money is really money working. can do anything money really can't do anything and he also yeah. has a takeout brought to their house so they cody nathan and carrie all eat fried chicken together and then cody goes out goes back up to his room because he's a nine-year-old you know and over sure. some wine uh nathan and carrie ta- chat and nathan tells his or excuse me, money tells his tragic backstory. Which oh, good. What's what? Which, why is money the way he is? <laughs> which, granted, it is pretty tragic. Um, Aww. his he grew up and just like you know, he came, he created his own money. Um, but uh, his yes. yeah, so money came from nothing. Money came from nothing. Uh, his parents had a hellish relationship. Uh, so like really abusive towards one another, and uh, money basically sprinted toward a college college football scholarship to get away from from like the horribleness at home and he left okay. his younger sister behind and oh this is gonna get real dark yep. so his so when luckily his sister was out of the house when this happened but nathan's mom shot her his father and then shot herself and then the little sister so- walked into the house and found them to borrow a bim bamism, we're just gonna send jokes out of the room for this entire backstory. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yep, yep. So now his so now Nathan's sister, who he's Nathan's sister isn't much younger than him. So she was probably like 16, 17 when this happened, and he was mm-hmm. 18, 19. Um, but his sister Frankie now blames Nathan for what happened. And he also she also blames him um for leaving her behind 
Like, because even after the funeral okay. happened, he really was yeah. just kind of like, I got to get away from this shit. I have to live my own life. It was just this coping mechanism. Right. And she was abandoned, essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone, unfortunately, everyone grieves and deals with trauma in their own way. Right. And the way that you deal with it might be very inconducive with the way someone else deals with it. But there's like. It's just what you it have is what to it do. is, right? Like, it's hard, yeah, yeah. So and she, and that's why therapy is always a good idea. So Frank and he has since then. Nathan has tried to reconnect with his sister, but mm-hmm. she's like very just antagonistic. Does not want anything to do with him. And right. she's kind of another side plot that I'll get into a little bit. But she has serious mental health issues too, including OCD. Mm. And she's determined, mm-hmm. like I said earlier in this book, now to destroy Nathan. Like she wants to take down his well. Oh, yeah, I do love the name frankie it is a great name it is a really it's a great, great name. name so um so are we going to talk about his kid that died yet or can i bring jokes back in uh we are not going to talk well so i guess i'll just go into that i mean his son he was married his son died of gillier's disease six years earlier and um but that's really you don't really get much more into it other than that and like he blames himself a little bit for the fact that his that his son died because when his son was really in pain and really like at the end of it, he told his son, he was like, if you need to go, it's okay. You can go Mm. like you can, you can let go. And and Carrie on the other opposite end of that spectrum is not willing to do that at all ever. Like she's like, I will never let my son go ever. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about one. I know. I know. Well, I, you know, I, I sympathize with both. Like nothing. It's it's right. it's one of those situations where it's like nothing is right. Everything is just bananas and crazy. Right. You don't well, really know until you're in the room there. And I think that right now she's not at the same part that he was right. at because yes. I'm assuming at that point yes. they were in the they hospital. They were in the like hospital. That. Like it was he was basically unconscious. He couldn't do anything. He was right. in pain. And and yeah my i tend to lean towards if i'm in that position i want to be able to tell that person no you can you can go yeah to right. just kind of like not because if they're in that much pain right. but you know yeah all right what happened to his wife did they his, divorce or did she his die his wife kind of when that she got the diagnosis kind of fell apart and she actually wasn't really even helpful towards their son um mm. couldn't really handle it and they did divorce i think either during or after he passed like he died so okay. good all around well, now that that's done jokes come, come back, on in. back in all Yay. right let's all right so while this so is, how does money fix it um well he's he's like i'm gonna call wallace we're gonna figure all this out right but while this is happening chat yeah man, man to man. man well so but while this is happening dr wallace is like i've ruined everything like i've ruined my own life but I've also pushed away someone who was really important to me, meaning Linda. And so he yeah. goes to see Linda and Linda is in the process of packing up her stuff. She's serious. Like she's like shoes in this box, like clothes, clothes in the suitcase. She's literally in the middle of packing. And Wallace is like, listen, I promise I'm doing this for me. And whether you leave or choose to stay, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to start the research again. And I'm asking you to stay. Good on him. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I know, I know I'm doing it for me, but just remember, through money, we can do anything. He really just wants, it's a conversation between the two of them where she's like, you can't just do this for me. You have to do this because you want to do it. And he's like, I want to do it, but I also really want you. 
See, that's a better love story than whatever the hell's they going on. They actually with money. have a very cute love story. So that's great. A side love story. That's the real romance in this book, not money. Um, tragic. So, money. But Carrie, in the meantime, like, so Carrie does not know this though. But she, yeah. in the meantime, picks herself back up again, and because she has Cody to t- look after, right? She's got to kind of yeah. like keep Go it together. Girl. And Nathan is like, hmm. You know, I like this tough and like conniving woman. You know, she seems innocent on the outside, but she's actually really smart and and damn determined on the inside. And they have this kind of moment where, you know, it's tech. They they he invites her out to dinner like one night and he's like, oh, it's just for the publicity. But it's really more of a date. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At what point at what point has she seemed innocent to him? When she's talking about her son, when she's just like her, when her, like her intentions are just so pure with him. Uh, Naive, maybe a little bit. I don't think naive. I I think it's more just like her intentions are so clear. You know, he's in the, he's in business. So like people Uh, are never clear with what they want. And with her, it's like, no, I just want to save my son's life. And that's it. And I want you to give me this because I want to save my son's life. So. Yeah, I, I. Not innocent, more of straightforward. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, sorry, I'm going back getting. So, like I said, You're he right. takes her out to dinner in Songwood, and they have a lovely time where they dance, and it's like things are getting spicy. Um, uh. you know, things are coming together between them. They're kind of like dancing that, edging that line. Hey, oh, um, uh, hey. doing some edging there. Hey, oh. We have not made enough edging we jokes have on not. this podcast. Um, hey, let us know if you like edging jokes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is wrong with us, Margie? What's wrong with you? I didn't call for that. Anyway, I just made the original joke. Anyway, so, um, and and then Carrie gets the good news. Wallace apologizes to her and tells her he's back on the Gilliers case. And so Carrie is thrilled and money, I mean, Nathan, um, Mm -hmm. you know what, fuck it. Money brings her to his office to show her around and just kind of talk because he was like, oh, I had all this time set aside to beat up Wallace. But now that I'm not going to do that, you want to just come over and like well, hang out? I mean, I it's really a special time when money can show his his uh, aspiring significant other uh, the giant pile of gold right, that he right, swims in every right. night a la Scrooge McDuck. Right, right, right. It's, uh, it's kind of yeah. like a mating dance, if you think about it. Yeah. Just about... <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I just yep, wave my yep, arms above yep. my head like an octopus. So <laughs> That's what I imagine. Um, they canoodle in his office and they kiss, mm-hmm. and then Carrie gets a call. It's it's from Cody's uh, friend, and Cody had slipped and fell in the hallway and broke his leg. So oh no, Carrie and Nathan rush to the hospital, and Cody is okay, but the doctor there is pretty much like, "Look, this this is the beginning of the decline. Like things are about to get ugly." So just be prepared. Did, did she just leave her son? She the son has not played much of a role in this <laughs> except he, to be sick. Yeah, that's pretty much his role, though. Like, just be sick okay. and be like a cute little nine year old boy who honestly, I was going to mention this. He acts more like a 14 year old or a 15 year old, I would uh, say, than a nine year old. Because, okay. yeah. So but like, I will also say eh. that there is um, sick kid sarcasm, which like sick kids can have the funniest senses of humor oh yeah well and i was gonna say i imagine when you're nine years old and know you're probably die. going to die that probably changes your personality right. a little bit right um 
so the doctor's like, okay, this doesn't look good. You need to start preparing for the worst. And this is where Carrie's God-fearing attitude comes in. Uh, she's just got to pray so she hard. She got to pray so hard. So throughout this book, there's been a lot of laying thick of God and miracles and God-given gifts. And with Carrie, it comes in that she sort of made a deal with God when Cody got sick. That she would sacrifice every ounce of her own happiness for herself to save Cody's life. So basically, like, martyrdom, like, in the nth degree. I will sacrifice everything so that God will save my son. It's been a while since I've been gung-ho in the Christian juice, but (laughs) I don't... I don't remember that being how God works, huh? Either, but I think it's like you can make a a a deal with God. (laughs) Yep, and that's just what she believes. So now Uh, Carrie feels like I was happy with money. I mean Nathan for just a moment, and God quote unquote punished me by letting Nathan Cody get hurt. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, Margie! I do not have the time nor the crayons to explain (laughs) why this is religiously bad. (laughs) right (laughs) right oh no so nathan shows up at the hospital when cody is being discharged and it's like i'm here to help what can i do and carrie is pretty mean kind of pretty bitchy she's like thank you but we can't let this get personal we're done i'm here for photo ops and interviews but beyond that this is a no-go so the fuck (laughs) he he's like jesus okay like um damn okay and he just is like fine got it and leaves the hospital but because but because money feels guilty like 45 minutes later okay maybe like a day later um okay maybe a day day. he sends a motorized wheelchair to carrie and cody's house and he has someone set up a ramp at their apartment building i know i know and carrie is incredibly grateful and feels comfortable with him enough to ask hey and like they before then she calls him i think and she like is like thank you so much for doing that i really appreciate it i'm sorry i'm being such a weirdo right now um and Uh he's like it's okay and she's like okay but now i need something else can you make me wonder mom can you make me fly um Uh uh-huh and so and he agrees to that and so he feels comfortable enough to call and say hey i need you to come over we're in a bit of a pickle so Nathan explains that Frankie actually showed up at his building, like at his office okay. building. And like uh-huh. somebody recognized her somehow. And she was kind of like upset and crying and was like, oh, I'm just so worried about my brother. Like he is, you know, falling in love with this woman. And I think he's she's only there for the money. And the person like, re- well, yeah, yeah. But- and the person person reassured her and said like, oh, oh no, 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 you're cool. That's exactly right. And told the whole story. <laughs> so now it's like, uh, no. yeah, so now the press is going to find out that she literally like blackmailed him pretty much. And that, oh, yeah, good. yeah. Um, I feel like I've had to hold on to, sorry, let Jack go way more in this, this episode than I had in the previous one. Because like, sure, the previous one made no sense. This one makes just enough sense. That it's so right, much worse. Right, 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 right. So, um, <laughs> so, so okay. they have another meeting at his office building. Um, Carrie, his attorney, and Nathan, and they kind of come up with a plan of what what they're going to do in terms of damage control for this story leaking. 
And but then, of course, they end up back at his condo for whatever reason. He invites her back and they kind of talk about Cody, but it's really more about like the two of them being together. And Nathan's like, look, uh-huh. I know from experience the world is shitty. Your son could die, could still die. And it wouldn't be anything that you did or didn't do. It would just happen because shit happens. The world's a shitty place. And Carrie is like, but faith is important. I believe in miracles. If I keep playing the martyr, then maybe a miracle will happen. Um, And she also believes that Nathan is the man like the devil tempting her to the dark side. And my eyes roll into the distance. I am upset that I did not set myself up in such a way that there is a readily available hard service to him. Yeah, I know. I know. And then (laughs) what? And then Carrie, she also guilt trips him because she's like, you never look at my son. Why don't you ever look at him? Is it because he reminds you of your son? And he's like, well, yeah. Whoa! (laughs) Yeah, maybe, Jan. The dude lost his fucking son. Yep, 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 yep. I don't oh, like I her know, anymore. No, nope, not on board with the cocaine well, bear. So later, she feels really bad about it. She's like, God damn it. I should Fucking not have said good. that. So she comes up with this great, I mean, absolutely awful plan where she gets the town to create Nathan King Day. In honor of like, thanks for all the donation, the $15 million and all this stuff. And they're going to celebrate Nathan with a parade. <laughs> Listeners, Rachel's banging her head against her desk. She found a way. <laughs> um, it was worth the effort. Yep, what yep, the yep, fuck is yep, happening? And his, <laughs> Goodbye, Jack. I have no idea where you came from. And his publicist is like, Nathan's publicist is like, that sounds perfect. Coming from a marketing person, that is a horrible idea. And it gives major Trump vibes. Just like so many yes. Trump vibes. I hate it so much. Um, oh god but this was in the before times Margie before we all knew right. I mean we knew but before we knew so Carrie also like Carrie and Nathan speak alone again at this meeting and she's like look I'm really sorry about what I said it was not fair at all you are not like in any way you have no obligation to my son like you he's my business he's my son and I'm really sorry but I can't do this with you I know it's my fear I get that but he's my son and I I can't continue this relationship with you be, but all, be, also because I don't want to hurt you because you matter to me. You know what God but. wants for you? Yes, you to feel edging. Real guilty. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, edging. No. To feel real guilty yeah. uh when something happens cuz you know we all horny for some right. self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Sorry, God's horny for some self-sacrifice. Right. Right. Yes. It's here again. So then Nathan actually invites Carrie and Cody to a baseball game because Cody loves baseball. He's obsessed with baseball. Is his name Nathan because it sounds like Satan? I, honey, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Don't throw that on me. Okay. I Disclaimer. I don't care what you right. believe. You believe what you want to believe. I'll believe what I want to believe. Don't push it on me. I'll don't right. push it on you. Boom. Done. Done. Disclaimer Done. ended. I'm still going to laugh at this dumb so shit. So they... Um, <laughs> This is before the parade. They go to a baseball game and and Nathan has a fancy box. So it's really, you know, like one of those fancy glass box shit. And oh, God. Um, everything honestly is going fine. They're enjoying themselves. Some little 
own little make a wish. Yeah, right. Until um, <laughs> a reporter comes up to Carrie and is like, hey, why do you think it took you blackmailing Nathan to make him look good there to get is. him to do the right thing and donate money? And Carrie is like to this reporter, fuck you. But then she turns around and is like, hey, why didn't you like donate your money earlier to Nathan? And Nathan doesn't get a chance to respond because Cody has another crisis and they rush again to the hospital. So you know how? Sure. Sure. So this is where Carrie really starts to break down because Nathan is there through the worst of the worst. He's already been through this. He knows what he's like. I know what's probably going to happen. Like this is mm-hmm. this is we're looking at the beginning of the end. And mm-hmm. um oh you know what? It's okay, so they had already planned the flying thing, but he actually does get out of the hospital again, and then they do the flying thing. So she gets to fly. Is this at the parade? This is I think this is around the time of the do parade. They- this is when the plot, Rachel, this is when my, my notes fell apart, the plot fell apart. Just that's right. I was gonna ask. One, what plot? Yeah. Two, I've stopped gently letting Jack float into the Atlantic Ocean and started yeeting him off. Think this is Sparta kicked off the fucking so door. So just know that the parade goes fine. Like, he gets his sure. good publicity. Um, she's Wonder Mom, That's and they terrible. work together to accomplish both of those things happening, right? Okay. Okay, sure. Um, so Great. then, of course. Of, oh, and then I think that... Oh, yeah. It's like after the Wonder Mom thing. They go back to her place and Nathan and Carrie have sex. Don't worry, Cody is not in the house. He's at a friend's house. And I have to say... Right after having a crisis. Yeah, no, no, no. okay. Well, yeah, because, you know, kids bounce back. Magic, Magic book plot. plot. Right. Yeah, they're, they're bouncy. They're fine. It's fine. Well, it might actually be maybe Jesus. he didn't go to the hospital. But I feel like he would have gone to the hospital. I don't remember. Rachel... It really doesn't matter. Just know this kid is falling apart, okay? He had a, crisis. had a crisis. Dude's like, this is the beginning this of is the, the beginning end. of the end. And then they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to admit, the sex is pretty good. Oh, I'm surprised. I, yeah, yeah, I was Color me pretty satisfied. Very surprised. I was satisfied with the sex, is what I will say. All right, fair. Interesting. I am excited to get into that during okay, the covers. Okay, so now, all right, so... Of course, there's a fancy dress buying scene where they go to like a fancy shop and get her a fancy dress because they have to go to a fancy part. Okay, Massimo. Yes. Um, and then there's the fancy ball gowns ball gown scene where she looks gorgeous and stunning, and they're like vibing together, and it's all great. And then there's the <sighs> drama of Cody having quote his quote unquote final setback. So. He gets rushed to the hospital That's again. That's not how disease well, works. Well, he gets rushed to the hospital again. I I say final. Like, I'm quote unquote okay, the final. Okay, okay, right. final final in the in the book. In the book. okay. Final Okay, okay. I thought you meant like, not kids just kids gonna just, die this now. Is <laughs> this is the Whoa. end. So Cody is <laughs> okay. in the hospital. It's really not looking good for him. He feels terrible. He's in a lot of pain. And Dr. Wallace, like, actually comes to the hospital and is like, I have this thing that might work. And... She signs that's all the paperwork how... that's like, okay, like, give it to him. And the hospital at first won't give him the drug. Yes, because that's not how right. medicine but works. But then she's like, I will discharge him from this hospital and nurse him in my own home if I have to, to get him this medication. If you do not. That is your choice. Well, you can so do that if you want. like, fine, we'll fucking give it to him. So they give it to him. Doesn't work. 
he kind of like feels a little bit better the next day he wakes up and feels a little bit better but it doesn't like work in the long term and um i think he's unconscious at this point but nathan kind of is like you're doing the best you can there's nothing you can do you know you just got to stay strong through this and she's like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about my son is not going to die there's going to be a miracle like and oh, if i deny F it hard you, enough it won't happen F you i don't want you here and so nathan walks off again he leaves um but then later on do not tell me that while he is gone, the kid magically gets better and there's her miracle because God be horny for self-sacrifice no. and didn't want no. her to be happy. So then oh, later she um, so then later a nurse comes in to Cody's room and is talking to Carrie and tells Carrie, oh, my gosh, like that guy you're with. He is such a trooper. He seems really amazing. You're lucky to have him with you. And she's like, what are you talking about? He left. And she's like, he didn't leave. He's been in the cafeteria this whole time. What are you talking about? He's been waiting for Aww. you. And so she goes down. Aww. So Carrie goes down there and she's like, I am so sorry for what I said. It was so undeserved. I'm just so afraid. I don't want to lose him. And she comes to this realization, too, where she's like, um, I get where you were coming from now with your son, because my son is in so much pain. Yeah. I can't like I have to be strong for him if he's ready to go. He can mm -hmm. go. It's okay. It's fine. So like she's holding Nathan's hand and is going into Cody's room to like kind of tell him this in his unconsciousness. And she walks in and Dr. Wallace is there and he's putting like some sort of drug into <laughs> into Cody's bag. And it's like, I figured it out. This I is... figured it out overnight. <laughs> I just This is some sleep. primo. This is some primo black tar heroin. I swear to God, it'll work. Right. And it's like the heroin molecules like, fix the fake disease the molecule. Night, the night before, the Dr. Wallace is like so sad because he can't figure it out. And Linda's like, you just need to get some sleep. Go take a nap. And he wakes up the next morning and has just magically figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Margie. What yep. the fuck? Yep, yep, yep. God, if only no, disease Rachel, worked like don't that. You mean, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? I I I'm exhausted. <laughs> God. It's a good thing that we don't have any issues involving global pandemics because all of our doctors just slept on it for a night and they figured it out immediately when it became a problem, isn't yep, it? Yep, it's so great. Instead of all of those people all right, dying. so ready for the epilogue? Please, God. Just taking a little bit more. <laughs> Finish it. Finish, Finish it. me. So we're at a, um, a Little League softball game like three years later. Nathan and Carrie. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, there's one more bit of plot. Yeah, oh, no. Plot. I forgot about this shit. There's so much plot in this Please book. Put so, me out of my misery. So Carrie goes home because she's like, oh my God, there's a treatment and it's working. Awesome. I can finally get some rest. So she goes home and she's like, there are people over at her house that she's talking to. She Somebody knocks on the door. She opens the door. It's Frankie with a gun to Carrie's face. <laughs> what the fuck because carrie is determined to finally destroy nathan's life but don't worry carrie talks her out of it and is like you don't want to kill me like 
You just want to be happy and not have mental illness anymore. Oh, shit. Margie, have you tried <laughs> believing? You tried, have you just tried telling yourself you don't have to be mentally ill? <laughs> have you tried have getting you tried over it? Getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie and Frankie hug it out. And then Nathan shows up and takes Frankie to a mental hospital where magically she's much better in like three weeks. All right. I just had to tell you that 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 that's I'm yeah, glad you did. That I was, was wondering about the gun violence. And well, I guess so the gun violence. Three weeks did later, Nathan goes to visit Frankie oh in her mental hospital and is like, I am here for you. Whatever you need, I've got you. I want us to be close again. I've missed you. Please let me help you. And she's like, cool, chill. Now that I've got these drugs, I'm feeling way better. Um, still yep. have some antidepressants yeah, definitely work. Still that definitely have some shit to work through, and I'm still definitely angry at you, but we're gonna get through it. And he's like, "Awesome! By the way, I'm gonna marry Carrie if she'll have me." Um, that was yeah. Okay. So it's been like two weeks, Rachel. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. I got. I'm sorry. I thought that it was real medicine, right. so it took time. So um, <laughs> let's see. All right, so now we get to the epilogue. Yes, epilogue. epilogue. So now it. Carrie and Nathan are married. Um, they're at a little league game. It's uh, Cody's little league game, and he's like doing fine. He's thriving, feeling much better. Um, Good yeah, for him. and um, Carrie is pregnant. So the end. I have to assume that this disease that this kid had was a genetic thing. They said thing. it wasn't at the end of the book. So they said that they... Oh, they covered yeah, it at the end. Good. The end. Good. So, oh, and uh, Linda and Dr. Wallace do end up together. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's the one I yeah. really cared about. Margie, what the fuck you know, was I that? I didn't realize how much of a roller coaster it was until I started talking about it with you. <laughs> oh, God. Isn't that always yes. the way, yes. though? Ain't that the way? So it's weird because, like, we have definitely covered some far right. more problematic yeah. books. This still is up there for for me personally on my own personal list as one of the worst I don't ones. Think, see, I would not call it the one of the worst oh. ones. I wouldn't. I hated. Oh, I it. hated it. Well, like, well, no, I actually didn't hate it. I I uh. was fine. I was. Uh, how do I put this? Um. So I imagine when you're in it, it's yeah, different than hearing the, the summary. The God stuff was not great well but their relationship that, was cute enough that i was like okay, okay. and also it, re think... it resolved itself in a way that i agreed with where with her basically coming to terms with the fact yes. that her son is go probably going to die and him being like i'm here for you no matter what and her being like okay you are not like god doesn't want me to be unhappy like okay th and that's totally yeah. fair and honestly the reason that i didn't like it was not because of the god stuff that was just weird i didn't right. care about that and i do also understand that feeling of oh this is somehow yes. my fault and if right. i just try harder it'll be fixed yes. i get that I that's totally very get that. natural um, especially in that situation human. yeah yeah oh absolutely it's so mm -hmm. easy to feel guilty about things but um the thing that got me was just like <sighs> I love the last minute IV trip of like, I've got it now. <laughs> yeah, there, that was one of them. The medicine thing was one of them. Not very much of it was based in science. Mm, science. And also, <laughs> we said it at the same time, that was good. And also just like all of the shitty things that happened, it it was a fine book. It was it didn't strike me as like a romance thing. Uh, maybe, I mean. Like, 
I feel like it was for, I don't know. I just like, uh, you know, I'm having a very difficult time articulating why I hated that so much, but I really I didn't think like that it. There was a lot going on outside of the romance. Um, I think it was just all over the fucking place. Of, uh, it was, it was definitely all over the place. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's really hard. hard. It's okay. Just give me, can you start giving me numbers? Like giving me scales? Him. Him one to five. Oh God. Um, he's fine. He gets a three. He's fine. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Well, middle of the road. Uh, I her, like her. She gets a four. I I know. I, I understand. I yeah. just love her just being like feral mother mode activate. I think it's hilarious. Um when she was a mama bear, I was super into it. When she started snorting the cocaine right. as a bear, well, I was not. And into I'm gonna it. give her the benefit of the doubt because her son is dying. She's going through That's fair. A, and, that and is, her son is not only dying, okay. her son is in a lot of pain. So, okay, fine. Put put my cynical ass in its I'm, place. You're right. You're so right. Like <laughs> No, you're totally yeah, right. Not that I, that gives you it's a reason yeah. not an excuse. But it's, it's still, still a reason. reason. It right? makes sense. She wasn't just like yeah, being contrary, I guess. So I just kind of figure that at this point, if you haven't made it to the end of my entire massive cynical cyn- cyn- mm-hmm. cynicism that's the Cynicin- word throughout cynicism this uh, episode yeah uh throughout this entire episode then well goodbye but if you have just know that i'm glad i will gladly be called on my bullshit because you're right that is absolutely a way to handle like yeah, it, it, makes it makes sense it does. i don't think that it's okay but it makes sense so i'm gonna give her a four right. out of five and the wonder mom stuff was All pretty right. cute um yeah, uh, that, yes. that is pretty cute. Um, okay, uh, sex. sex was good. From what I recall, the sex was good. I'm gonna give the sex like a four out of five too. Not like amazing. Okay. It was really good uh, for vanilla sex. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Plot. Oh God. Um, to say that I think that's the thing that I don't like about this is just how fuck yeah, wild it was. I mean, it's it's. I think where the author struggled was with. Maybe this is where, as a writer, I find it almost easier to go based off of reality because, yeah, I know Bitsy because thoughts, thoughts. she has many thoughts. Because, um, then you could, if you're within the guide, the real oh God. guidelines of science, <laughs> then Close. at least you have something to base it off of, as opposed to yeah, like once science, Wallace Margie. started started working again, she didn't know how to like put how to make the plot concernicus you know how to like make the plot yeah, I, like still interesting but but still be based on the fact that she's looking fact. for a cure for her son no i i think i can actually articulate why i don't like this and it does relate mm. to the science part i think like yeah the plot was bonkers we've read but more bonkers plot before i take a lot of issue with things that it's kind of like the whole like CSI thing where all of a sudden things work like, oh, we sent this off to the lab yesterday and right. we got it yes. back today and this yeah. is the result. It's like shit that like it paints a not like a just a false. Right. And it gives false right. hope, I feel like. And yeah, it's a romance yes, novel. No one's coming exactly. here to look for hope from their shit. But still, like that's not, I don't know. If you want to believe in miracles, believe in them. Do but not do expect not make them. them. 
do not exactly you do not deserve them Des- nobody that's the really point. does that's what makes yeah, them miracles right, right? right yeah yeah right. yeah ah. um and i will say one other thing i want to mention in regards to that is like just because this is framed in a way centered around religion whereas it's the whole if i believe hard enough and like all that stuff that is by no means always the case and that is absolutely not like people feel entitled to things happening to them because they tried real hard without that being part of it but it is so very often portrayed in association with that right where it's like oh if you just believe hard enough or have faith hard enough or pray hard enough or if you send me enough money i'll god will heal you in some of the more extreme examples well and it's also (laughs) the opposite is really damaging where because the bad thing happened you didn't pray hard enough you didn't give enough it's It's your your fault fault. you did this exactly and i think that at the end of the day even though the book was going in one certain direction before that like i think that it veered off to it wasn't your fault this was gonna happen anyway the world is shitty sorry about it like expect the worst prepare for the best maybe where it's like still try hard because what if it pays off that's awesome Basically, what I'm saying is gambling is great yes. in this instance. So, okay. Not if you have an addiction. Um, what's the Basically. next oh, one? Plot overall. What? One to uh, ten. 68 episodes, Margie. It's fine. <laughs> what are numbers? Oh, four. speaking of I, which. What keeps coming to mind our is Our next four. episode. What keeps coming to mind is four. Four. Hit, dude. Go with your gut. And hey, y'all. So overall, yes. four. So we had three for him, four for her. That's like some pretty high numbers across the board, except for the plot. Did we actually give the plot a number? I think I gave it a two. It's still pretty solid. Yeah. But four. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind yeah. that. Sure. All right. Well, uh, hey, y'all. Next episode nice. is 69. Nice. <sighs> so, hey. Make sure, maybe you, that's make a milestone. sure you tune in. Maybe we have something. We actually, guys, we, we fucking something. did. <laughs> we we planned, planned it. it. Uh, if you are not on Patreon, get your yes. butt on Patreon because something fun I is going to happen I for that one. I am so excited. All right. So, oh, Margie, what else have you I've been actually consuming? Been, oh, I um, forgot. Rereading Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, that's a I'm good been rereading. Um, I'm trying to get through the series again because my trivia has been way off, I feel like. So. And everyone is in your head as you're reading it. Everyone is multicultural and Absolutely. gay, right? Yeah. Good. Good. All right, y'all. Thank you. Oh, thank you, mm-hmm. Alien you for the use of your song, Oh Love, off the album Beheld. Uh, and Margie, I'm glad you have a glass of wine. You earned it. <laughs> and hey, if you think I'm a cynical bastard, call me out. I'm fine with it. Come, Come at me, bros. Margie's the one that handles the Twitter. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. And remember, next episode is 69 Nice. Nice. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye.